Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good afternoon to you. We're back here. Hope you enjoyed the show this morning with Matthew Errett. Boy, that was a trip down memory lane. And wow, some great stuff. If you didn't hear the show, uh, we'll post that on uh, BitChute. If you'd like to see the video on our front page in a few hours on One Radio Network with Matthew Errett, who's a great researcher and historian and all about this thing going on in uh, uh, Scotland and uh, COP26. But we went to places with the history that was just fascinating. Anyway, so now we're going to have some fun with a a really nice uh, gentleman. He's out of Utah. His name is Richard Proctor. And we're live here November 2nd, 2021. You can join the show with a question or a comment. And don't be snarky. And you can do it at 888-663-6386 if you'd like to ask Mr. Proctor a question. He's an authority on the United States Constitution. You know that old dusty old document that nobody uses anymore? But (laughs) we're trying to bring it back into life. His book is called Saving the Constitution. It's a good one that even uh, Patrick, who's not the sharpest tool in the shed, can, can, can understand, which I really appreciate. Mr. Proctor out of Utah, very pleasant. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hi, Richard. How are you? Good. Good to see you, Patrick. It's good to be here with you again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You've been studying this uh, Constitution for how long, sir? How long have you been at oh, it? Oh, I, I, a decade, I guess. I guess it's really been a decade. When I started writing, maybe it's been like 14 years uh-huh. since, I, since I started writing in 2006. Saving the Constitution. Where'd we lose but it? But you know... Where'd we lose it? You know, Patrick, where'd we lose the key. Where'd where'd we lose it? Let me ask you that. I mean, you you say when we save something, that means we lost it somewhere. Did we lose it somewhere along the line? Oh, oh no, 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 no. It was ratified in 1788, and it's still just as valid today as it was then. It's not written for scientific conditions. It's written for human nature. It is the law of human nature. These guys knew that people would want to have a government to take over the country take over the people. Mm. They knew it. Mm. So they wrote chains around the around the government to stop it from taking over the people. Stop when, it. When it does it, we allow it. To stop it. So anytime that these people out of Washington get feisty and start to start to do things that we don't like or take over our freedoms, it's not because the constitution doesn't work or not valid. It's because we are allowing them. Yes, that's very well put. We the people. It doesn't say the first words of the Constitution are we the people, not us the government. <laughs> that's right. They're we the people. Right. We are in charge, not the government. Not you guys. So one of the reasons that prompted me to, to talk with you is uh, yesterday, or the last few days, Richard Proctor, I think around 19 states now, some of them together, several individually like Texas because we're feisty here in the great state of Texas and Florida. They're, they're filing lawsuits against uh, the Biden administration on these uh, vaccine mandates, right? These vaccine mandates. So my question to you, sir, is uh, why do you have to file a lawsuit? I mean, do they have the authority? Can't we just ignore them and just say, leave me alone? 
The answer, to the, the short answer to that is yes. Every state can say just we're not going to do it. Done. We will not do it. That's all they have. To That's say. all they got to say. A lawsuit. A lawsuit implies that if the if the lawyers all get together and decide that it's okay, it is, and then you've lost your battle. Don't ask. Just say no. Just you say. You heard that phrase. Just say no. Yeah, we are. I, I kind of knew intellectually or uh, uh, spiritually that that was right. But I mean, come on, how would I know that? And these attorney generals and the attorney generals, however you say it, don't know it. I mean, come on. They know it, but they're ignoring it. What does that mean? Patrick, they know all this stuff. We don't have to teach them anything. They know it. But the power, it's money and control and power. That's what everybody wants. Everybody, including our state governments, over us. I mean, look at it for a moment. They're filing a lawsuit against the president who has done an illegal item, illegal mandate. It doesn't have to be asked. They don't have to get permission. What if it goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says, yeah, he's got the authority. Yeah. Then everybody will think he does, doesn't, won't it? And he doesn't have the authority. He doesn't need to ask. Just say no. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Nancy, just say no. God love her for coming up with that. Well, that's that's that seems right to me. I mean, Let's talk about the Tenth Amendment, and then we'll dig more into that. What does it say, really, the Tenth Amendment, Richard Proctor? What does it say? Oh, oh it's interesting. Now, I mentioned something here for you, uh, just for interest. I do a podcast every week, and about three weeks ago, I did a podcast specifically about the Tenth Amendment. Uh-huh. Let's look at the. Let's just. I'll just read the Tenth sure. Amendment for a second out of the real book. We got time. Okay, this yeah. is the real book. There it is, guys. All right, here we go. The powers not delegated not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. A little bit complicated. Let me read it a different way. I'm going to say what it says. It's just a different way. The states can do anything that the Constitution doesn't prohibit, and the federal government can do nothing unless the Constitution allows it. That's what the Tenth Amendment says. Say that again. Say, I want to understand what you just said. The states can do anything as long as the the Constitution doesn't prohibit it. Mm -hmm. The federal government can do nothing unless the Constitution allows it. That's what the Tenth Amendment says. But the Constitution, does it say in there somewhere, or is it the Declaration, Richard Proctor, to provide for the general welfare? Is that the Constitution or is that the Declaration? Oh, no, that's the Constitution. It talks about the general welfare in the preamble, mm-hmm. and it talks about again in Article 1, Section 8, second, Paragraph 1. So is that... Is that general welfare. Does that general get sticky welfare. where the Biden administration says, well, it's a general welfare to get everybody vaccinated and have a passport? No, that, that's not general welfare. That's not what it means. We've got to go back to, you know, we've dis, we have destroyed the meaning of the word welfare, mm. okay? The word welfare means an environment where business can operate safely and do their job and make a profit, where the people can be secure in their environments. That's what welfare means. Look it up in your 1828 dictionary. <laughs> it's talking about the people having an opportunity to do things of their own, in their own power, have an environment that works for them to do whatever they want. Welfare isn't anything about giving somebody something or anything about controlling anybody. Nothing to do with it. It has 
the welfare clause, both in the preamble and in, in an Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 1, say that it's a general welfare, which means the people overall, not an individual and not a medical emergency. There's no such thing as a medical no, emergency I, in the Constitution. Richard, I heard you use the term safely in there. Was that is that in the Constitution or did you just add that word? No, safely is not in the Constitution. Okay. I used it I used it as a an analysis of the 1828 dictionary. Okay. Cuz I thought well maybe the Biden attorneys would use that word. Well, we don't think it's safe unless you get vaccinated and try to argue that. Well, that's what they're trying to argue. Oh, that's what they're trying to say. But think for a moment now. The Biden, Biden has the power to make executive orders, doesn't he? Yes, he has the power to do executive orders. Yes, sir. Who do the executive orders apply to? The executive branch. Why? The executive branch of government and nobody else. Nobody else. He has no power to make a law, no mandate or anything. Section 1 of Article 1 says all laws are vested in the Congress. Congress makes laws. Nobody else does. That's the federal government. Nobody else does. Biden does not make a law, does not make a rule. He can only tell the executive department what to do. Everybody else is looking to the legislature, the Congress, to tell them what to do. Could he tell everyone in the executive, which would be a lot of different departments, right, Treasury and other places, could he tell them to get vaccinated? Yeah, he can. That's within his authority. Is it? Yeah, they can refuse. They can refuse and quit, but he does have the authority to say that to those people, but only those people. Who else are in the executive branch? What other departments? Treasury? Oh, yes. The military is in the executive branch, the Treasury, all the cabinet organizations and their stuff, all in the executive department. And he could tell them all to get a, uh, a, uh, a vaccination. Yeah. They could refuse and say, I'm going to do it based on the Fourth Amendment. Okay, and they would be right. The Fourth Amendment says the right of the people to be secured in their persons, which means they can't give you a shot unless you say, okay. Okay. So, yes, he can tell them to, but they can say, no, I won't. Then he can tell them, well, then you won't have a job, and that's all okay. Oh, okay. okay. So, so both of them work. Well, wait a minute, though. So, how does he, um, how does his mandate for the military, for example, Trump, excuse the term, Trump the Constitution. I mean, don't the military guys have the Fourth Amendment under their belt? That's why they can say, you can't do it to me, mandate or not. Okay. That's the Fourth Amendment. See, I won't take it. Yeah, you can say it. You can say it's a mandate, but I won't do it based on the Fourth Amendment. See, they mm -hmm. have the Fourth Amendment. Mm -hmm. And if he comes back and says, then you're out of a job, then that's his authority, too. Oh, he is. He cannot force you to take the vaccination. You have to make a choice. I'll do it or I'll leave the job if it's that serious. That doesn't seem, doesn't seem like the Fourth Amendment is too strong for some sergeant in Afghanistan or somewhere because the Fourth Amendment's not letting him keep his job. So I'm confused. No, 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 no. The Fourth Amendment applies to everybody. It yes. applies to businesses. It applies to the people. It's an amendment to the Constitution. And, the, and Article 6 says that they will all uh, support, all judges, executive, everybody will support the Constitution. Right. Because the Constitution includes an amendment that says the right of the people to be secured in their persons, houses, and effects. I'm waiting for my wife to answer. That's all right. 
I told her to answer it from the first ring. <laughs> oh, that's right. She didn't do it, so I pulled the plug. Well, yeah, you know, it's what you got to do with those, anyway, those girls when they don't do what you ask them. Anyway, see, so every let's just let's take it to the business side. Okay. The business side, they have the same rights that you as a person has. Okay, so they can say. I'm going to decide who works for me, and that's completely within their authority. Okay? They don't have to ask anybody. If I don't like the way that guy's hair is, I can say, no, please don't work for me anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you a check. Nobody can say you must hire him. Nobody. Okay? That's his right. <clears throat> At the same time, the employee has a right. You can't tell me to do that. I won't stay. You see? And if all the employees would say, I won't stay, he loses his company. And so the employees need to band together. I see. The government's exactly the same way. We can all say, we won't do it. Period. It's all right. He can give a mandate. He can't give a mandate to anybody outside of the executive department. Can't. But he can do it within. But they can all say, I ain't going to do it. And if you make, if you pretend like you're going to make me, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to do it. So what about this fellow like Fauci? He's in some... Uh, I think it's a, it would be a non-government, an NGO, or just a corporation. Um, oh, I think he's a government official. He's paid by the government. Paid by the government. So does he have yeah. any authority? I mean, he can't tell me what to do, can he? Nope, nope, cannot. Can't. And, and we should make it a point to never agree with him. Right. Never agree with him. I wonder why, why people like President Trump, well, we Biden, you know, forget that. But I mean, I wonder why President Trump went along with that. He was probably just dazed and confused. Who knows? huh? Well, you know, we don't know what's going on. This is what I would say to answer that question. Yes, sir. I do not know what he was faced with off air. I do not know who went to the office and said, you will do this or else. I do not know that. We don't know those circumstances. We pretend like he has power to do whatever he wants. Yes, he has power. But the power is limited by the threats that people can do yeah. because he can't prevent it. Yeah. I believe Poirot, remember Poirot? Sure, Back yeah. in the days of York, he, he withdrew, from the president, withdrew from his candidacy. Yes, sir. He said it was for the benefit of his family. He was leading. He would have won if he'd continued. Why did he re Why did he get out then? Why did he say no? I'm going to quit. I don't know, but I'll guess somebody in the background said, "If you don't do it, I'll kill your wife." Well, you're a very intuitive fellow because I do live in the great state of Texas, as you know, and I met a fellow who ran the Texas, who ran Pro's campaign in Texas, and that's uh -huh. exactly what he told me. Richard Proctor. I'll be darned. He told me that. I remember the day he told me that they told Perot, you either get out or we kill your wife and your daughter. Well, that's what I expect. That's the kind of stuff they do. We've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of murders <clears throat> because people didn't do what the power sure. said. Huh. And huh. we just had a Supreme Court justice murdered in Texas not too long ago. Oh, Scalia? Yeah, yeah, it was murder. It was murder, yeah. execution-style murder. 
And he was a good guy too, wasn't he? I mean, he was. Yes, he was. Iskelia, that's why he was murdered. That's why he, he was murdered. He was a real constitutionalist, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Now let's look at let's look at Chief Justice Roberts. Okay, oh. he was adamantly against the uh, the Obama stuff. Adamantly against it. Was he? At four o'clock at night, one day, the last day before he's going to sign it, he was adamantly against it. The next day, he said, "Oh, it's a tax. It's legal." Why? Whoa! I didn't realize it happened in that. So he, that the, the night before, he was ready to well, close. Yes. The word the word is that he was ready to sign it. That's what everybody felt like. Okay. The next day, without any other thing, he said, "No, it's a tax." Now Obama and all the Congress, everybody said it's not a tax; it's a fee. Over and over and over, it's not a tax; it's a fee. As long as it was a fee, it was unconstitutional. But the minute it became a tax, it was. So Roberts turned the tables on him and said, "It's now a tax; therefore, it's constitutional." And he did that. Why? I don't know, but I'm sh sure somebody said, "You best do it, or else." A lot of rumors Guys, about that. A lot of rumors. It happens all. Happens it happens all the, all the time. We just don't know how. How do we deal happens. with that? If we we give these Supreme Court dudes and dudesses so much power, if they can be, I mean, you could call up Amy Coney. I don't want to. Say, you know what I mean? You could just threaten anybody. These people have a lot of power and money, and yes, they do. It's like the they have a lot of power, even though the power they use is not theirs to use. They have a lot of power. Yeah. Individually, they have power. Yes, but when somebody with more power comes along and says, "You'll do what I want, or else," they do. See, that's how it works. I mean, look at it this way. I just said a few minutes ago that if you don't like the mandate, quit your job. That's a minor thing. What if I had said, "If you don't what, don't like the mandate, get executed. We're going to execute you if you don't do this." And I say, "Go ahead." Don't do it and be executed. Now that's a big deal. That's a lot of difference than saying, "Leave your job, get another one." Yes, sir. We See get, the difference there. We get. A, I, you, know, you can imagine, Richard Proctor, the the emails that I've received the last six months, maybe three months more. So many people, and we we've had some people on, and we've crafted some um, religious exemption documents. You know those kind of things, and. And I don't know yes. if they're going to work or not. Some people they're working, some people they're not, depending on the employer. But uh, people are just saying, "I don't want to take it. I can't lose my job. What am I going to do?" But you know, I, I you know, they ask me for my advice. I just tell them, you know, these things are very dangerous. You know, what are you going to do? Is it worth money to 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 take a chance to take these things? So people have and to. That's exactly the right answer, Patrick. I don't know what else you, to say to him, Richard. I don't know what to say to him. Well, you know, be, because you see, what in fact it is, it is take the injection and be killed, or lose your job. Yeah. You don't have any choice. Anybody who gets jabbed cannot unjab. Once it's in their system, it's in it. And there's critters in your system that are going around and screwing up your life. You will die if you take that shot sooner than you would have died if you didn't. Hmm. You will. Yeah. It seems so it like isn't, it, yeah. it isn't a decision between life and death. But how can a president, illegitimate as he probably is, get on television and say this kind of stuff when anybody with 
critical thinking skills, Richard Proctor, can know that these things are dangerous. How is he even getting away with it? Where did we lose this thing? Because we've been taught, not we, not me, not you, Mm -hmm. the current generation, those people who are in their 20s and 30s, have been taught their entire life that you do what you're told by the government. The government's in charge. (laughs) They've been taught that. Truth is truth if you like it. It's not truth if you don't. You can choose the truth. They've been told those things and taught day after day after day in our beloved school system. Mm. They've been taught to obey, 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 obey. So when he gets on the TV and says, it's okay, do it, I got to obey, I'll do it. I mean, a young lady got on, who, with much authority and much documentation, was on a radio program. Yeah. This was reported in, in an article in News with Views. She got on a radio program and she laid out the whole thing, what would happen, how it is, what's going on, the, the whole thing about the, this jab, okay? After she got off the air, the, the, the moderator said, that's not medical advice. And another guy wrote in and said, I'll take the shot and be safe. You see? And that's the word, safe and effective. It's not safe and it's not effective. It's neither one. But that's the word. And who's doing it? The Prada. No, that's not the Russian newspaper. That's ours. The Prada (laughs) media we have today. That's not the communist one. That's ours. Prada media. They tell us what to do. And we salute smartly and say, thank you very much. I didn't know. And I guess they get these kids early on in the in the school system and just teach them to yes. do what they're told, right? To stand yes, up. Yes, that's right. You know. And they hammered into them, and they hammered into them. They they even tell the parents, "You can't come to these activities," and they get away with it. I know. They have they have assemblies where parents are not allowed to come. They have teachers to bar any parents who might come. Why? Why is that going on? Folks, parents, grandparents, the only way you can keep your kids out of this is to take them out of the public school system. It isn't a school system. It's an indoctrination brainwashing organization. Has no validity at all any longer. Hmm. And I guess the the schools do it, it, Richard, because they get money from the feds and so they do what they tell them to do? Yep, they get money from the feds, they get money from the people because we're forced to pay a property tax. Property tax is the worst tax we're saddled with. They get money from the people, the people can't control what their kids are being taught even though they pay for it. It's absolutely horrid some of these things that are going on today because of our society. But we don't stand up and fight against it. When was the last time you heard anybody fighting against property tax by itself, just the tax itself? Nobody does. Well, I do. Nobody does. They don't say, oh, property tax is evil. It is evil. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's way more. Boy. It's way more evil than the income tax. The income tax is bad, but this one is evil. <laughs> but we don't even own our property, right? They they literally That's own right. it when we signed the papers. We didn't read it carefully, and we That's don't right. own our property. We're just paying rent. That's right. We are paying rent. That's exactly right. Government, county government owns your property. And that's how it is. You think there's ever going to be a way out of this one? Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. <laughs> Anytime that the that the county government asks, the sheriff can go and evict you. Yeah. Now, how do they do that? You didn't pay your thousand dollars taxes. You're out of your home. Hmm. That means you don't own it. He who can sell your home 
is the owner. Yes. You can sell it as long as you have their permission. But if you don't have their permission. Yeah, it's got to clear through them, right? They get a clear title. Well, they, they go the sale really, yes, a clear title has to clear through those people. Yes, it does. Right. But you see, if you don't pay your property tax, they're going to take your home away from you. Done. Done. You can sell it and get out of it before you lose it. That you can do. But they're going to take your home away from you one way or the other. Either you sell it and get out of it and give somebody else the problem, or you pay the tax, or they're going to evict you. Those are the three options you have. When did the, the whole property tax thing start? Do you know? have any idea? You know, I really don't know, Patrick. It's been around for so long. Long time. I don't know. Yeah, long time. I don't know. It's been around for so long, and we've become accustomed to it. Think about this. Think about this about property tax. Mm -hmm. your, your grandma is still with us, I'm sure. Bought her home in 1920 or some such date, and they and they bought it for a few thousand dollars, and they paid for it by 25, and they've lived in that home, memories and everything, and they're just tickled to death. But because of circumstances beyond her control, her property value increases every year, and eventually it reaches a point where she can no longer afford to pay the property tax, so she must sell or be evicted. Now, what kind of a deal is that? She must lose her home that she personally owns and has paid for, and she's owned for decades. But the government very much in the background said, pay the property tax or we'll evict you. And they said it every year. Now, that's one of the worst taxes we have, that we're allowing our parents, our grandparents, to be evicted from their homes because of an un- well, because of an improper tax. Yes, sir. Let's give an example. I give you an example. This is true today. Absolutely true. People are living in homes that they bought for two and $300,000. And because of all the markets that are going around, their homes are now worth seven or eight or $900,000. Sure. The taxes are going up to seven or $800,000. If they can't pay it, they're evicted from their seven or $800,000 home. And they can't pay it, so they must sell. Sure, they get seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. Now, where are they going to go live? They have to buy another home at sure. the same price. They have to rent at the same price. What are they going to do? Now, next year, if there's a collapse in the in the housing market, the house will go down from seven or eight hundred thousand dollars to three or four hundred thousand dollars. But you're not there anymore. You've lost your home. You see the problem here? They are basing their decisions on false information. They base it on some market number that isn't necessarily going to hold more than the next three weeks. Hmm. That's how it's done. It's a cheating system. Market prices go up, your taxes go up. Market prices go down, your taxes go down. Sometimes they will and sometimes they won't. I don't think that. I've never seen them lower my property taxes no. in 20 years. <laughs> Even though the value of the homes drop, they don't lower the property tax. See how bad it is? Yes, sir. It's terrible. It is the worst tax we have. And it could be avoided, Patrick. It could be avoided. How could we how could it be avoided? Okay. This is actually very simple. You 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 help your legislature understand, the state legislature understand that you can and they authorize you under the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution to organize a bank called a public citizens bank mm -hmm. that is outside the Federal Reserve. Now, that's a different, the public citizens banks you see coming up all over the country 
are still within the Federal Reserve. Yeah. That makes them not public citizens bank. It's just another name for a kind of bank. Right. A real public citizens bank is outside of the Federal Reserve. Now, if they're outside the Federal Reserve, they can do what they want. They can loan money or not. They can loan to who they want, and they collect the interest. If you're in, if you're in the Federal Reserve as a bank, the bank, the Federal Reserve takes your excess money every day. They take it from you. They take billions of dollars from the people every day. Okay. Now, if you're not a part of it, they don't take it. That money goes to the state for the operation of the state. When the state's operations are covered by the public citizens bank, and it will be because the thing will have better loans and better interest mm -hmm. for the deposits. All right. It will be covered. The profits that would have gone to Europe to, to finance uh, all the bad guys or the Rothschild group mm -hmm. will stay in your state and finance your state. Now they don't need a property tax and they can erase it. I see. Oh, so you could you could finance the schools like that? Yes. Yeah. You'd finance all the you'd finance all the government activities that way. All of them. Is is uh, isn't there one? Is it the Bank of North Dakota or South Dakota? They have oh, a, a yeah, they have one, but the, and the state controls it, so it's not really a public citizens bank, and it does pay money to the state, state, several million dollars every now and again, yes, but it's not enough to support the state completely. But because of that bank, North Dakota has some of the worst, some of the least amount of defaults there are. Huh. It's one of the best econ economic systems we've got in the country because of it, but it's still not 100%. They put it under the authority of the state of the state immediately in 1919. It was put under the authority of the state. The state controls it. It's not public citizens. A public citizens bank is controlled by the people. They don't own it, but they do control it. So how would the, how would the public citizens get a franchise to start a bank like that? Is it tough to do? You got to know somebody. Oh well, it, it's tough to do because your 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 legislature hmm. has to pass a bill and the government governor sign it that says you can operate that bank outside the Federal Reserve. Oh, I see. They'd have to pass a law first before you could even do the public. Yeah, there system. has to be there has to be a law yeah. to allow it to occur, because right now no bank can be can occur anywhere that's not a part of the Federal Reserve, <clears throat> and if a bank tries to, they take it over and and, and sink it. Sure. No. Uh, Richard Proctor is with us. He is uh, an authority on the Constitution and a smart guy. As you can hear his uh, book, and you should get one for your kids and uh, give it to people for Christmas. Uh, saving the Constitution. There it is. That's what it looks like. I was I looking for mine this morning. I couldn't find it because I, I bring it all around the house and read it. Saving the Constitution. And you can get it at provisinstitute.com, correct? Yes. And we pay the taxes. If there's any sales taxes, we pay them. If there's any shipping, we pay it. It's a straight out $20. No other cost. Cool. $20 for a book that will teach you how to control your life. Let me take a, a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about this 10th Amendment. Uh, stay right there, sir. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now, I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually 
actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube. Hey, you'll love this product if you're uh, new to us and you've not tried it. We've talked about it over the years, but it's just a wonderful, wonderful product. I've got my little uh, thing here, and it's a. This is a kilo, kilo for those of you who went to public school. That's two point two pounds. If you live in Portland, one. <laughs> I give Portland such a hard time. 2.2 pounds, and it's just, you open this puppy up and you can look at it, see there? Whoa, and it it smells like, first time I opened it up, it actually smells like, uh, the first time I opened it up years ago, it actually smelled like breast milk. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in an Italian family with seven kids, and no, I know what breast milk smells like, trust me. I, just, I know what it smells like, <laughs> because we had a lot of, a lot of breaths going on and, and nursing going on in my house. But it's, it's really wonderful. And you can mix it with chocolate, a cacao. You can mix it with uh, magic, not magic mushrooms. Well, you could, but I don't recommend. But mix it with uh, different medicinal mushrooms, uh, maple syrup, uh, whatever you want. It's just a, just a wonderful product. So check it out. Any survival link on oneradionetwork.com. OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, do you know about our our sauna? Boy, this is this is the bomb. Check it out. Previously, with Dr. Thomas Rao, the Pericles Medical Clinic in Switzerland. Their specialty is detoxification. We asked him about far infrared saunas. The far infrared sauna goes much deeper into the skin subcutaneously. It has its maximum about four to five centimeters below the skin surface. You've actually measured materials in the sweat and you've proven this. Yes, the, the patients after a week doing this every day, half an hour or 45 minutes, they react quite much with sweat. Then you can collect this sweat. Then you measure this and then you find how much they detoxify with the heavy metals. It's really amazing. It really is amazing and uh this is one of my faves things. I use mine every, I don't know, I, don't, I barely miss a day. Uh, not that what I do matters, but I think you'll like it. I'm doing pretty well. I've got a lot of uh, hot Texas summers behind me uh, in, in my past, and, uh, and I do great, and, and it really will detoxify your little body. And we're learning more and more about how the cells really work. 
and everything we've been taught and all the doctors have been taught in medical school about how the cells work with ribosomes, it's all made up. They just made it up. Uh, the cells are really this wonderful fourth phase of water like Dr. Gerald Pollack talks about where it's a gel. So when we have um, negative thoughts that detox, toxifies the gel, when we get poisoned with chemicals or ant killer or stuff you get at the one big huge wall at the Home Depot, you want, don't want to go there. Um, you can poison yourself or you get bad food, you know, food colorings and stuff like that and heavy metals or stuff in the air. It actually um, toxifies this gel, right? And it's a gel. It's like the fourth phase of water. So this is why Hippocrates said long ago, 400 BC, give me the power to induce fever and I can cure anything. That's why the saunas are powerful because when you then heat the body, the body, right? When you heat the body with a fever or a sauna or a sweat lodge or whatever, it actually melts this gel and it toxifies out of this gel and it goes out in your urine and your feces and in your sweat. That's why saunas have been used since the beginning of time to help us. You do this puppy every day and there's just no way you're going to get sick. In my opinion, I, I can't do medical advice and I'm not allowed to do it and I'm not qualified to do it, but I'll tell you, you know, I'm not going to get sick. Okay, so check it out. Email me. Forget the best price. That's the only way you'll get the best price. Email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We ship them all over the world. The only place we haven't been able to ship them is Germany. Uh, but now that Herr Merkel is gone, maybe uh, they'll let them in the country. I don't know what that was about, but every place in the world, we've shipped them everywhere. China, Japan, everywhere, but not Germany. But uh, other than that, I think you're I think you're good. Just email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. Know the source on One Radio Network. We are with constitutional authority and a nice guy, and he's got a great tie, too. I like it. Richard Proctor. It is <laughs> ProvisInstitute.com. You're a snappy dresser. I like when you come on. You had your little vest on and everything. It's great. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy myself. I always I like sweaters. Yeah. They're not so confining. I yeah. like sweaters. And what, what part of Utah do you live in, Richard? Caseville. It's between Salt Lake and Ogden, about halfway between. And, and is it nice? You like it there? Why Why did you choose Utah? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've I've been all over the United States. I have visited almost every state in almost every season of the year. Yeah. And the only... And the only the only place that I find a comfortable year-round temperature is right here. Caseville. Almost no humidity. The, the, the snow's not too bad. Have, things work here. Caseville, like Utah. I'll be darned. And and uh, do you get, uh, get enough rain to keep things going? It's okay. You get rain. Do I? No. Did did did, hey. did the area get enough rain to do things? Oh yes, 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 yes. It does. Right now we're getting more than we need. I tell you what. We're supposed to be in a desert, but right now it's a monsoon season, so we have plenty of moisture. Huh. And what and elevation are you happening? in in there? What elevation? Oh, 4,500 feet. Is that good? Is that up there a little bit? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's not quite a mile above sea level. Now, the mountains right next to me, just on the east, not very far. I mean, I can see them looking out the window. They rise to up to 12,000 square feet. I mean, 
feet, not square feet. Can you live up, up there? Can you get live up yep. there? Wow. You can see the top, right? And 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 when you get into the base level of that of that mountain range, the base is ten thousand feet, and they have snow, lots and lots of snow. Oh, really? And how about your your political structure there? Do you have a good? Uh, uh, is it a red state, Utah? We did we did vote Republican. Yeah. We are not a red state. Our legislature and governor control it, and we are not a red state. I'm sorry. I really feel bad about it. I feel bad that there's so much power there, and we, the people who vote Republican, won't won't allow a governor, uh, uh, won't prevent a governor from acting as if he's a libertarian, a liber not a libertarian, but a uh, against liberty, against a, a, a socialist. Bad. It's bad. So, so they've been doing a lot of mandates and businesses and masking and all that yep. nonsense there. all the same all the same i never do it but most people do yeah most yeah. people follow what the government tells them to do i don't i follow what the constitution tells me <laughs> that's to do. right i don't me too I'm and it allows me to <laughs> but you know i, I just i just i really like what you talked about the, excuse me i don't know what's going on um <coughs> the uh the idea of the 10th amendment that i want to get back into is is the whole nancy reagan thing is you just say no. I'm not going to do that. You don't have any authority, right? I, I leave me alone. Just leave me alone. You know, show me your authority. Otherwise, just go away, right? Just go away. And we have an an, an example of that very thing. South Dakota. I'm sure it was South Dakota. Yeah. Pretty pretty positive. South Christy Noam is governor, that Cal? That Cal? A, a governor of last year. The governor's a young lady, and she said, "We're not doing this stuff right. in our state." Right. She stood up, and you know what? They didn't do it in her state. They didn't do it. In her state, it was the healthiest state and the most prosperous state in the nation. Is that right? Do you know, I don't yeah. know if you know about Governor Abbott here in Texas. We have a pretty good guy. He did an executive yeah, order uh, saying no mandates, vaccine passports, we're done. Leave us alone. We're not going to do it. And now they're bringing it to the legislature to even, um, to even uh, cement it further you know, not just an executive order, and they're going to pass it in the Texas legislature. So, and Florida's doing similar. So, you know, yes. pretty cool, you know. And I think that's outstanding. Oh, I, I talk to people in Texas and in Florida. Yeah, they tell me that. I mean, I think that's outstanding. You got to. Huh? It's a pity we don't have 50 states doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, back to the, the 10th Amendment. So, you're, you're reading, and you, you've been studying this for a long time, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or any president cannot just tell people in Texas or or Utah to do what to to do anything. He just can't do it, right? Yes, that's correct. Even this, even this House and the legislature, they can't pass laws to force force somebody in the state to do something. Let me give you an example. We don't think about, but it's absolutely true. The Sixteenth Amendment. That amendment is about taxes. Mm -hmm. That's the one that says you have to fill out a 1040 every year. That's the one that says a private company called the IRS is going to get you if you do, mm -hmm. if you don't pay your taxes. You realize taxes, I, those those, 10, those 1040s, are completely unconstitutional. I don't care what the Supreme Court said in 1916. They had their butts, some, their faces or their heads somewhere. They cannot <laughs> do that. It is not constitutional. Do you know why? why? Because it's a contract. 
between the states, the people, and the federal government. And the federal government is the child, not the parent. So the states and the people tell the federal government what to do. But every now and again, the federal government does something, try to do something, and therefore we have to say no. In this case, Black's Law Dictionary, which is the legal dictionary, it's a dictionary that all the attorneys follow, Black's Law Dictionary says an amendment cannot alter the contract. Cannot. It says it has to stay the same essence. I can read it to you if you want me to. But it has to stay the same essence. It's difficult for everybody to see it because the Black's Law Dictionary is full of Supreme Court decisions. But when you rake off and all the Supreme Court decisions just go back to the words themselves, it says that an amendment cannot change the essence, cannot change the Constitution, cannot change, cannot change a contract. So since it cannot change a contract, the 16th Amendment changes the Constitution. Therefore, it's illegal, void, cannot do it. And every state legislature could say, we will no longer file 1040s in our state. It is against the law for any citizen to file a 1040 to the federal government. Whoa. Period. The state could they do could that. They could say that. The state could do that. They could say that. Yes, they could. Man, I want to become governor. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. They could do it. They could say that. And nobody would have to file them. And the, and the IRS couldn't say a thing about it. They couldn't do it. Because anything. they can't take you because you're going to say, hey, the state won't let me. And the state law trumps. No, federal law trumps. No, federal law never trumps state mm -hmm. law. So go home. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. Uh, Richard Proctor, I love talking about this stuff because I, I know you're right. And I just don't, you know. Um, <clears throat> what, about, I, what about the Fourth Amendment and this whole injection thing? Uh, we are securing our persons and property, correct? Would you read the Fourth Amendment? Yes, that's you, right. You got it handy there? Oh, yes. I've got it right here in front of me. It's yeah. right here in this little book that I keep handing. You know? Yeah, read that, read that baby okay. for us. Read it. You want me to read it? Sure. I will read it. Yeah. This is very important. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, that's their body, that's their person. Houses, that's where you live in your private property. Papers, that's what you have, you write on and you keep. Affects all the things that you do around your house against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. So what are they going to do? No warrant shall be issued, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. It must be written down and signed under oath. And it's been defined as it's the judges that do that oath. Doesn't say that in the Constitution, but somebody does, so they do it. It's assigned to the Justice Department. So, somebody wants to come and give you a shot. The first thing they have to do is they have to show, have to have a warrant that says that they can do it. Wow. The next thing they have to have is a warrant must be certified, and they must be have probable cause to say they, that that they can do it to you. Since they don't have a, a probable cause because there's no reason, they can't do it. And that's and that's the that's it. That's what it says. You cannot take my private property. And if you go back to the, the if you go to the Fifth Amendment, right beneath it, in the very bottom it says, let me see, nor can a person be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. 
See, that really ties in with the Fourth Amendment. You cannot be deprived of private property for any public use without just compensation. Just compensation means the market value, not what the government might put on it. You must remain, must remember always that the government's trying to cheat you. Hmm. So you cannot lose, you cannot have any anything that deprives you of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That's a fifth amendment. And the due process of law, all that due process has to be supported by warrants. You see? Yeah. That's There's a, fifth, a lot. That's Grand a fifth, am- fifth amendment. Grand um, juries are involved. The next so, one in the fifth so amendment. if they wanted to give you a jab and you didn't want it, you could say, you know, if you got $10 million, you know, maybe I'll think about it or something. But. Yep, you can say that. I carry this little book. Mr. I wouldn't Yellow. do it for $10 you know, million. I, I wouldn't do book. I wouldn't do it, Richard Proctor. I wouldn't take a check for $10 million to take this thing. I wouldn't do it. Oh, no. No, 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 don't. Because you see, you can't spend $10 million from the grave. I'm sorry? Say you that can't again. do it. You can't spend $10 million from no. the grave. From your grave. No, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Did you know that the C- maybe the people know, maybe you did, but I'll, I'll repeat it. The CDC has decided, oh, in their wisdom, that if you take an injection and you die within 14 days, you didn't take the injection. All right. And that means all the booster shots, too. And there are five injections now. The two plus three. Is that if right? If you haven't taken all of those, you die within 14 days of taking the last one. It doesn't count. So they just make so, it up as they go, right? They're just making it up yes, as they, they go. Yes, they make it up as they go. Did you also know the ICD-10 codes? Very important, ICD-10 codes. What is it? I, 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 I was a registrar in a hospital for 20 years. Okay, yeah, I did a lot of work in this. ICD-9 codes were very important because the ICD-9 codes were the codes whereby everything anybody had was documented so that we could see what was happening nationwide with our citizens. ICD-9. They've been replaced with ICD-10 codes. And the ICD-10 codes are even more detailed than the ICD-9 were. I mean, the ICD-10 codes are down to the point, if I hurt my finger and they have something on my finger, that's a different code than if I hurt my finger there or there. They're all different codes. Mm. There is no code for a death by injection of the COVID. There's no code. There's no code. They don't have a code. No code. Can't be coded. Wow. Can't be coded. So the death certificate cannot include it. So the death certificate will conclude, will always have something else. They'll say it's COVID. They'll say it's related, but it'll never be in the death certificate. And it never can be coded. So here you have a problem. In 10 years, if we want to look at the results of this, there's no data. Oh, they're not going to be it's able to, there's not going to be data saying how many people were killed by this thing because there's no code. I had no That's idea. Right. I had no, no idea. Code. Whoa. No code. So nothing's being tracked. I mean, we have codes for pneumonia, flu, everything. That's everything. how come they know how much. <clears throat> sure. Because they have codes and the codes are reviewed. I wrote a, 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 a program to help insurance companies with ICD-9 codes. I did it. I knew what ICD-9 codes were, and I wrote a program to help insurance companies not be overcharged for particular ICD-9 codes because I knew what they were there for and I knew what they were used for and that they're in the records. Every state had ICD-9 codes, every one of them, by zip code where they all happened. So I knew. I just collected the data Hmm. and and built a chart for it. Wow. ICD-10 codes 
You can't, there's too many of them. There's too many. There's thousands more ten than there were nines. But you can't do you can't do the the shot because there's no code to put it on the record. Amazing. Can't be put on the record. We are live here with Richard Proctor. It is one o'clock central time, November second. If you have a uh, question or a comment, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com or triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Richard, here's an email from Cindy. Not sure where she lives. Yes. Um, I do not clearly understand if the lawsuits filed by the state governors to stop the federal mandates for vaccines will affect the federal contractors, question mark. I am in Alabama with a strong federal contractor's workforce. These people are obligated to follow hundreds to get on the military base to work and their employer contractor. They are approaching a November 22 deadline to comply Mr. Proctor, do you know if once a lawsuit is filed, the mandate compliance uh, is, excuse me, once the lawsuit is filed, the mandate compliance date will be pushed forward until the lawsuits are settled? Usually that's the case. I'm no attorney. I'm, I do not know uh, law. But I do know that uh, when, a, when a, a, a document side like a file like that, Judges usually set aside the date until the lawsuit settled. But the problem for this this whole thing is if it goes to court and the court files in favor of the people not having to do the shot, okay, it will be appealed by the people who who's fighting against it. So the states will ask for it, the states will win, it'll be appealed. When it is appealed, it'll be appealed again. The very, very last appellate is in the Constitution. Right here it says, the Supreme Court has jurisdiction, appellate jurisdiction, okay, over over controversies between, uh, uh, over controversies in which the United States shall be a party. So they have the authority, it's right there in section two, uh, paragraph one, right in the middle, it says all cases. It says all cases where well, all cases where the uh, controversy. All controversy. I'm sorry. To controversies to which the United States shall be a party. The United States is now a party of this. Therefore, it will go to the Supreme Court if it's appealed. It, appellate will go to the Supreme Court. It says that in in the uh, in the uh, second, yeah, it says that in the second paragraph, okay, the, the uh, uh, Supreme Court will have appellate jurisdiction over the cases above, okay? So here you have appellate jurisdiction, and it's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. Now, I ask you, did the Supreme Court do their job for the election of Trump versus Biden? Ah, they abrogated their responsibility. The next one here says... To controversies between two or more states. That's the next one. There were two or more states in controversy, but the Supreme Court would not hear the case. They threw it out. You see what that means? That means that they don't care what the Constitution says. And if that lawsuit gets to the Supreme Court, they'll probably throw it out. Those rascals. And now we have a problem hmm. because, because there's a decision made in a case, the Supreme Court won't see it, 
it'll die at a natural cause. The other justices will all band together to ban it, so they have to have the shot. The, these people are all in cahoots, folks. Let's not play pretend like they're not in cahoots with each other. This is not an idle deal. They're in cahoots. The people in charge of our government, by the way, who are not our Congress, not our federal government, the people in charge of our government, they want this vaccine, this jab, because they know it will depopulate the constant the world. It they appears, want that. It appears that so they're way. not going to yeah. allow anything to go against it. Yeah. It will come. You cannot stop it. The only way we could stop it, folks, is to band together and say no. But if we don't band together, if we all stand out like individuals, it will never stop it. We must band together. We must do it together. But we can't get enough people to even think about it. People are lining up and running to get their shots. Oh, it's a challenge. Death shot. Here is an interesting question from Rick. Well, why would the governors file a lawsuit if your guest is saying if the Supreme Court goes against it, then they would lose if they all they would have to do is say no. Exactly right. Exactly. Me too. Why would they, why so would they do that? Why would they do that? You're absolutely right. The question has very good basis. Why would a governor and a legislature be so stupid right. as to file something they could lose right. when they have the authority to say no, it's not going to happen? It's not going to happen. So that would that would infer, and we're not making allege that the attorneys generals in these states, whoever filed this thing, they're swampy. They got to be right. I mean, they're they're lawyers. Yes, they're, they they got to know yes. what's going on. Come on. You can be sure that that there's some money changing hands. No, yeah. you can be sure of it. Wow. Okay, so that leads us to the question of the day. What are we going to do? So, do we have, there's already kind of talk around the campfire, you know, just a little bit, not too much, but that Texas and Florida maybe will want to just have a new country. We'll just start our own. Just leave us alone. We're out of here. You guys can do what you want. I mean, we could do that, right? Could we? Oh, yes. You can do it. Ooh. Now you can do it. Now you're talking. And would it be good? Well, you know, know, look at all the stuff the federal government doesn't do for Florida and Texas. I mean, they're supposed to ensure. I'll go here to the Constitution again. I like the Constitution. It's all here, guys. <laughs> all you have to do is look at it. I'm in Article 1. Okay. I'm in Section 8. Oh, Section, yeah, Section 8. That's, that's Article 1. Section 8 right now. Let me see here. Why is Article 1 there say Section? Oh, that's 6. My eyeballs are not working. <laughs> Section 8 says right down here that the federal government the federal government can, or supposed to, Congress are supposed to, provide for calling forth the militia, that's the militia of the states, to, uh, to execute the laws of the United of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. They are not repelling the invasion. They're creating the invasion. That's a violation of the Constitution. They are not protecting us from invasion. That's their job. Not ours, not the states. It's the federal government's job. Why are we sending troops to Afghanistan, troops to everywhere in the world? We won't even send troops to our own borders 
to protect us against the invasion. Yes, sir. I saw an article uh, last week where the uh, um, uh, uh, county sheriffs down there in the Texas border, they were hiring 30 militia guys, uh, you know, civilians with, with guns to, to, to go on the border and stop these people from coming over. Pretty cool. Excellent. Are they are they really a militia? I don't know. They use the term militia. I I don't know. Very important. If you don't organize the militia correctly, it's a mob with guns. Oh. But the sheriff can deputize them and say they're. I think that's what they were doing. Yeah. If I understand, as long as he does that, he was going to deputize them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's okay as long as he does that. They're okay because now it's law that they do what the sheriff says. But if they don't, like the guys up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They didn't have any authority. They right. stopped the rioters from coming into Coeur d'Alene, but they didn't have any authority. So if any of them had used the weapons they had to prevent these guys from coming in and destroying their town, they would have been arrested, not the rioters. Right. So there's nothing in the Constitution, if I understand it, that says Texas or Florida or whatever, Tennessee or Utah, you know, North Dakota, they can't say, we're out, right? Is there no, anything? There's absolutely nothing that says they cannot leave. What That's would it? Right. T- what would it take? Nothing. Would it just be the legislature, or would the people vote? How would that work? Well, it depends on what the state wants to do. Remember, the state has power. Right, but the I mean, could I mean, legislature pass could the legislature just say we're we're, we're gone, or would the legislature have to get a vote of the people? No, they don't have to. They have to do well. They have to do what the state. Let's put it this way. They have to do what the people want. The people are in charge. Right. The people say, pass it. If they won't pass it, the people are still in charge. They can do, the state can do what it wants. We have to remember there's this, there's different levels of authority here. You've got the authority of a person. You've got the authority of the state. You've got the authority of the legislature. The legislature and the authority of the state would be the same, but the governor might might call himself the state and the legislature different. You get the authority of the federal government. All these are different levels of authority. We forget about the authority of the person. That's the person. We're the ones. That's who's we're, in charge. we're sovereign, right? We're the sovereigns. Yes, we're sovereign. Now, don't 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 get me mixed up. I'm not going along with this sovereign stuff that, that passes around. The patriots to get out yeah. of doing this or doing the yeah. other. No, no, no. I'm saying this book, the Constitution, gives you the right to make decisions and do stuff. And the Declaration of Independence is very clear. Don't don't go back on this sovereign stuff because the sovereign stuff that just screws everything up. Yeah, yeah. The Declaration of Independence is very clear. I'm going to read it from the Declaration of Independence. Just a second. Just a second. I'm going to be there. It takes just a second for me to get to these spots. Here it is. Declaration of Independence. I'm going to read it. Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, and that means our inalienable rights. It is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government. Boom. Now, that's the Declaration of Independence. You have that power, people. It's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. That's the Declaration of Independence. And the people did alter or abolish the the British government. But it doesn't say British government. It says any government. Any government. Now, if I understand, the Declaration of Independence is more than some just dusty old piece of paper in the Smithsonian Institute. 
It is one of the four organic laws, correct? Yes. Yes. There's four. No, I don't know who the, I don't know the organic laws, but it's one of the I know it the is four. The foundation. I know the four. Uh, it's a, I got It's a foundation of our nation. The Declaration of the Independence. The four organic and laws. I'd like to know the four laws. Okay, Go ahead. I got them. Declaration of Independence, July 4th, 1776. Right. Articles of Confederation, November 15th, 1777. Northwest Ordinance, July 13th, 1787. And this Constitution of the United States, 17, September 17th, 1787. Good. And the four Good. organic laws, and I've got it right here in my formerly nicotine-stained hands of 40 years ago, the 2008 edition, it's right there in the front of the book, four organic laws. So this is not something I just, you know, made up, right? And, and I would put the Declaration of Independence as the most important, and the Constitution is the enforcement. Is the and enforcement. The put it in writing what the Declaration of Independence says for the country. And I, I'm not smart enough to know why the Articles of Confederation and the Northwest Ordinance are still part of the, the two laws, but I know that they are. Because they were the progressive. We could go back and say the Mayflower Charter, or we could go back and say the Magna Carta Agreement. Those for- were all forerunners of a Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you could add those two if you wanted to, okay. to that list. But, but riddle me this one, Batman. So so we, we say, you know, you get a couple million or five million people together, and as uh, John Adams said, you don't need a lot of people. What two percent? I think was was the number they had for the revolution, right? Or whatever, one percent, like that. Yeah, exactly. something like that. Yes. So say we get five million people together and say, you know what? We're 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 over. You know, you know. All of a sudden, they get on TV and all the media and start calling us domestic terrorists. You know, what do you yes, do with right. what do you do with do. what do you that's do with that do. one? How do you how do you deal with that? Well, just a minute, just a minute. This is five million people. You're really talking about a state now. You're you're not talking about individuals all over the country. But if you are talking about individuals all over the country, okay? Okay, well, let's just use an illustration. At this point, almost every white person is a domestic terrorist. Yeah, I know. Okay? What are we doing about it? We're ignoring it. If the government comes to to take you, what are you going to do then? Now, that's why we have militias. Everybody thinks that the militias are ridiculous. Article 1, I mean, a Second Amendment. Everybody thinks about the arms, but the, the arms have it. The Second Amendment is not written about having guns. I'm sorry. Let me read it to you. Read it to me. A well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. The definition of a state in the 1828 dictionary is any government, any community, hmm. the city, anything, not just the state that we call a state. It's every kind of that, every kind like that. So, a well-regulated militia is necessary for the freedom of you. Whoa. Do you have a militia? I not no. I haven't. I, I don't have one. And if we had militias, that would protect us from the domestic terrorist stuff. Whoa. So they would escort those people outside the border and tell them not to come back. If you come back, we'll throw you in jail. Richard Proctor, what do you think it's going to what do you what do you think it's going to take for a good amount of people, whatever whatever number that might be, to wake up and smell the coffee here? I mean, do you think it's going to take more jabs and more this and more? Got to do the jabs to go to school before people say, "Wait a minute, 
I mean, maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe this is part of a great awakening that we're going to just need to to, to step by step. To step by step. Always step by yeah. Step. Wow. Yeah. Always step by step. Well, think about this right now. We have parents, many parents, very angry at the school boards. Yeah. And they're they're storming the school boards, and the school boards are afraid. So what did they do? They appealed to the federal government, and the federal government sicked the SBI on them and called them domestic terrorists. I know. So now we have. There we have a situation where a man is protecting his daughter from being violated in a restaurant, in a restroom, in the co- in a school, and they're calling him a domestic terrorist. You see the problem we've got? Yeah, because we don't have militias to protect us. Militias. The the Second Amendment is about having militias, not about bearing arms. They didn't write about that. They knew everybody, the entire population in the colonies, they all had all the guns they wanted. They didn't have to write here that they get to have them. This is about freedom of the state. It's not about bearing arms. It says that, yes, and that's a good thing. But it was an afterthought. This is about freedom of the state. And the state can be free. And you can be free if you have a militia. But if you do not, you can't be. Whoa. How about that for a sentence? How about them? How about them apples, baby? (laughs) And, and, you know, there's another piece to this. Remember I said you could stop property taxes with a a, uh, uh, public citizen's bank. You can also stop something else. Almost all of our states are beholden to the federal government for money to keep going. The state of Utah takes 30% of its budget from the federal government. 30%. 30%. So that's why they do what they tell them to do, right, Richard? That's why they do what they tell them to do. That's why the states do what they tell them to do because they're taking their money. That's why. That's right. Who has the gold makes the rules. We have 30%. If they took away that 30%, our, our, our government would fall. So, first you have to have the bank that will take care of the government without without paying the federal government and without receiving any money from the federal government right. at all. Yeah. That bank is crucial because then you can get out from underneath the federal government. And when they come to, to say, well, you're going to do it anyway, the, the militia, which is every able-bodied man in the, in the state, Every able-bodied man. Every Every able-bodied man in the state is the militia. That's 1828 dictionary. That's how this was written. Okay? So every able-bodied man is a part of the militia. And they all have guns because they haven't been disarmed yet. That's the plan, to disarm us. But they haven't done it yet. So they all have guns. And they say, you're not going to take my guns. And they all stand together. All of a sudden, (laughs) the federal government is the minority. Richard Proctor uh, is with us. Thanks you so much for coming on. I just wanted to share this with you. I just pulled up the H-4-1 release, which is the Federal Reserve statistical release. They put it out every week. Guess how much money the Federal Reserve Bank of New York has on their balance sheet? Not really money, but just assets, right? Oh, I have uh, assets. I, I'm, I'm, it could be billions and billions of dollars. Oh, it's, it's, it's $8.5 trillion. $8.5 trillion dollars treasuries they own um we owe that we owe the federal reserve bank of new york about six trillion this was money that they created on a computer it was a good computer though it was a good computer oh yeah uh, pure air in the basement absolutely that pure. pure air this is 
They have $9 trillion on their balance sheet that they created out of thin air, folks. Thin air. And this is this is one of the reasons why price, house prices are going up too because they're continuing to buy mortgage-backed securities, right, that the banks create. Yes. And then they buy these mortgage-backed securities, which, you know, this whole thing is just one big house of cards, man. Yeah. Just. In in eight in, tw- in two thousand and eight, the banks were the people selling those securities. Oh sure. Yeah. Okay. Now the Federal Reserve is buying them. They don't care. They do. they the don't banks care. create. Well, the banks that own the Federal Reserve, right? They create the mortgage yeah, there securities. Yeah, of those that own it. Oh yeah. yeah. They sold, the Federal Reserve sold shares of stock in nineteen fourteen, and those that stock was purchased by select banks. Select. Those select banks are the ones owned by the Rothschild group in, yeah. in Europe. Pretty much all the usual suspects, right? Goldman and J.P. Morgan and uh, New York yeah. Mellon. and yeah, Those Bank- kind of people. Rothschild, HSBC, Chairman, yeah. Okay. All those guys. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. I've got them listed in my volume one Three. On the, on, in the preface. I've listed major houses that are in charge of the money of the world. Mm. Here's an email. The Constitution is no longer respected by judges or Supreme Court. It no longer has authority. Doesn't matter how much referred to it, no one cares. Hmm. That statement is only true if the people believe it. If the people say no, that's not true, then it doesn't, it isn't effective. Gotcha. The people control. If the people say we have a constitution, we're going to abide by it, we don't care about you, then it exists. If the people say, oh, okay, we don't have a constitution, then it does not exist. Yeah. We don't want to say that. It's the people. We the people. We the people. We signed that document. We ratified that document in 1788. It's still in force. Never been changed. Before we go, um, before we go, finally, you said the last time we were together that this whole paying allegiance to this Supreme Court, nine people in these black robes, this is all out of got out of hand, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I, I didn't quite hear you there, Patrick. Please say that sentence. Again. Okay, so the last time we were on, you alluded to the idea that this idea of the Supreme Court, this all magical, in you know, infallible rulings, this has all got out of hand. The Supreme Court. Absolutely, it's all garbage. The Supreme Court has eight things they can do, and that's all. Eight powers, no more than that. Eight powers. But they've taken anything they want and we allow them. What are they supposed to do? Oh, they're supposed to. They're supposed to. Let me just let me just quickly go through what they're supposed to do. That's okay. a good question. Let's just do it. This is what they're supposed to do. I cannot seem to get the page to turn. That's there right. it is. This is what they're supposed to do. They're supp- first they there's in all cases in law and equity. Law means the law is passed by Congress. Okay? Equity means fair distribution, honest, true justice. Mm-hmm. So in law and justice, law is what's passed by the Congress. This is what they're supposed to do. What they're supposed to use the laws of the land and equity to, in all cases, affected ambassadors or other public ministers and consuls. Those are foreign people. Those are our representatives in a foreign environment. To all cases of admiralty and maritime jurisdiction, that's the deep sea. That's not Iowa. That's not the Mississippi River. That's the deep sea. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to do all controversies with which the United States shall be a party, i.e., these these states are suing the United States. 
That's what they're supposed to do. To controversies between two or more states, in other words, Texas and Pennsylvania is having a problem, hmm. they're supposed to step in and adjudicate it. And they're supposed to do that with law and equity. Okay, law and equity. Equity means pure, proper justice. Mm -hmm. It means no bias. It means correct. It means blindfold. Okay, that's what it means. Next, between citizens of different states. Notice how it's always states involved. Between a state and the citizens of another state. Again, citizens of the state. Between citizens of different states. Oh, citizens of the same state claiming lands under grants of a different state. You see, I'm here, I claim lands there, and another state, then that, that they, would they, adjudicate they have authority. That. Yeah. Yeah. Foreign states, citizens, or subject. Our citizens and foreign states are subject. You notice that everything to do with their power, and there's eight of them, all listed, okay? My Saving the Constitution book lists them all, one, 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 one right after the other. <clears throat> it, it, all of those powers that are listed there are to do with foreign, offshore, situations or situations between the states that's it and the citizens that's it they have no more power beyond that so all this other and stuff in fact when they say when they say in marbury versus madison that they have authority to decide the constitutionality of a law mm -hmm. no 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 section two says they have to use the law that's been written doesn't say they can change the law that's been written they must use the law that's been written then if you go down to paragraph two it also goes on to say that the Supreme Court must both 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 must use both law and fact w with such exemptions, which means things that, that that and under such regulations as Congress shall make. So let me explain what this says. This says in section two that they must use the law that exists. They can't change it. In section hmm. section that's paragraph one. In paragraph two, it says Congress can decide what you can talk about. And, if you, and so, therefore, Congress is in charge. So, Congress says, Congress should say, you can't do make a law constitutional or not, say a law is constitutional. We pass it, it's our right, you can't do it. Congress could say that in its constitutional, it's what they're supposed to say. Mm. The Supreme Court has no power to say anything about a law passed by Congress and signed by the president. Really? Period. Wow. Apart from what they said in Marbury versus Madison. If you look at that, if you look at Marbury versus Madison decision, it says any law not in accordance with the Constitution. Now that would mean any law, amendment, any anything not in accordance with the Constitution is null and void. It says it that way. That's absolutely true. That's right there in his decision. But he then goes on, and we, through judicial review, will decide. But that's not in the Constitution, therefore that's null and void. Oh, so Marbury versus Madison Half of it is null and void because it, it's not constitutional. So the whole thing, right. the whole right. thing is like <laughs> it's just a circle. We can't do anything that's not constitutional. And then when when they hit said we're going to do this, we're going to do this, but it's also not constitutional. Therefore, it comes back to be unconstitutional. Oh yeah. So the, this so is all, all smoke all, and mirrors, you guys. So all this stuff with uh, gay marriage or whatever you want to do, you know, it's all made up. Those are decisions. Those, Those are, decisions. are decisions, not laws. They had no business getting involved in all that stuff. Right? In fact, that young lady, Kim, in Kentucky, yeah. that young lady said, the law, Kentucky law is against it. I'm sure it was Kentucky and it's Kim. I don't know her last name. I don't remember. It's in my books. My, my. Anyway, Kim said, I am the right, I'm the, supposed to sign marriage licenses. 
I will not sign a homosexual marriage license. They threw her in jail for violating the supreme law of the land. Is that right? The only person who was wrong was the judge and all those other people who said she had to do it. She was right. She was 100% correct. The courts have to follow the law. The courts don't decide laws. Therefore, since second, since the Article 3 says without question they must follow the law and equity and the law and fact, that's the law. The law is what exists, not what they say. The law is what exists. Legislatures pass laws. So they have, they have to follow the law. Following the law and the Constitution's the supreme law of the land means that they cannot do anything that the supreme that the Constitution doesn't say they can do. And they can only do eight things for the Constitution. So everybody in this country that's following the law of the Supreme Court is out of step. And anybody who puts anybody in jail because they are not are not following the laws of the Supreme Court <laughs> should be sued and impeached. Richard Proctor, have we all kind of um, got hoodwinked into becoming United States citizens? Oh, no, I don't think that. No? I understand what you're saying. It, That's the 14th a, Amendment. The 14th, 14th Amendment. was written about slavery. Yeah. And I understand that. You don't, it's not a problem. But I want, I, I want to be a citizen of the United States. Okay. I want to be that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I know that there's discussion about the 14th Amendment establishing citizenship. Mm -hmm. well, but we've got to read the 14th Amendment, too. You know, we don't read stuff. We just say whatever somebody <laughs> tells stuff. us. Yeah, what does it say? Read it for us. Yeah, here's the, 17, here's the 14th Amendment. It says, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction there are, are citizens of the United States. But we're defining this. I'm going to read it the way the government thinks it says. All persons born in or naturalized in the United States are citizens of the United States. That is not what it said. Under the jurisdiction, there are no anchor babies. None. Zero. The lady who had the child was not under the jurisdiction of the United States. Therefore, the child was not under the jurisdiction of the United States. Therefore, the child is not a citizen. And I don't know, care what this young lady, this the vice president says, she is not a citizen of the United States and not eligible to be a senator hmm. or a congressman, let alone vice president. Hmm. She is not a citizen of the country. But she was born in, in San Francisco. I don't care if she was born in the capital steps of the Capitol building. <laughs> if her parents and neither of them were citizens, she's not one. At the same time, if I'm a citizen, and I am, and I have a child in any place in the world, that citizen, that child is a citizen, and is considered natural born. That's the rule. That's how it's done. That's the rule. Wall Street Journal had an article not too long ago about their flowing, they're flying this thing up the flagpole about giving people from other countries coming in illegally $450,000 each. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Oh my yep, God! I know about that. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars per child in a family. Four kids. You yes. got. You got two million dollars. Yep. Of our money. That's right. That's what they're talking. They, what? What's see? And who's going to pay that? 
<laughs> Who do you think is going to pay? How, I tell you how it's going to be paid. It's very simple. It's going to be paid by money written by the Federal Reserve, sure. given to the federal government, who's then going to pay it, right? Lent to the federal, not but given, lent not. to the federal government at interest, you know. Yes. Okay. Okay. But that's not who's going to pay it. You and I are going to pay it through the inflation created by that action. Sure, sure. And also our we'll grandkids pay. paying the, the interest on this stupid yes. debt, right, you know. Yep, all of it. All this inflation that we're seeing is caused by money, by the volume of money. Yes, sir. It's not caused by rising prices. All your economists, all you economists that have been to school, that have been taught that rising prices cause inflation, nope. are, are, have been taught wrong. Rising pl- prices are caused by creation of money. Inflation. Saying the, that, right, that, yeah. that rising prices cause inflation is like saying wet streets cause rain. <laughs> Wet streets don't cause That's rain. Right. Wet streets are the result of rain. It's inflation in uh, the inflation monetary is system. The of money. Increasing the volume of dollars, chasing the same amount of goods, it's supply and demand. It's as simple as that. That's what causes It's as simple as that. That's and the formula was MB equals PT. But then Keynesian didn't like that. Keynes didn't like that. Yeah. So he threw it out, put a whole bunch of garbage in there, and now everybody's taught the garbage. Modern and monetary the theory. Says right? price. MMT, modern Pardon? monetary theory. Patrick, can you ask yep. your guest about the all-changing definition of vaccines, pandemic, etc.? How does that affect the laws? They're, cha- they're changing the words, right? Well, you know, let, let's ask. I'm going to ask the question again. I'll just repeat back. Welfare is given to people based on the Constitution. They call it law. Is it? No. So the the pandemic is not law either. No. I mean, folks, ponder a little bit. Ponder, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. It says it right here in Article 6, very clearly. The Constitution and the laws of the United States, which are made in accordance with the Constitution, and treaties which shall be made under the authority of the United States, which is the Constitution and the laws of the Constitution, are the supreme law of the land. The Constitution decides. So if the Constitution decides the law, that anything that's against the Constitution, i.e. saying a pandemic, makes a law, hmm. is not. It's it's null and, it's null and void. Huh. Per, per Marshall, he just said that was null and void, and he was absolutely right. This is uh, Chris. So what I'm hearing, if the, Constit- if, the, if the Supreme Court is swampy, using Patrick's term, then the only way out is to get out. Thanks for the show. Well, we may be getting to that. I mean, right? I mean, if we're swampy at the top, what else are we going to do, Richard Proctor? Yeah, you know, what would, it, would have, what would have been really fine, and I believe <laughs> it could have worked, absolutely. We had a young man named Trump in Florida. The military gave him 21-gun salute properly. The military put the flags behind him properly. The military rough, played Russian... Rough, rough, Ruffles and flourishes properly. Right. The military said he's president. The military said that, okay? So he's sitting there in Florida with the military saying, you are president. Had he then said, I will do the job, and he, would have, he could have formed the United States Republic and let the people in Washington, D.C. continue to be the United States Corporation, and we would have our own com- country, and he could have done it. And the people were behind him. Even the people in those states that were they cheated. Are, even you, are you saying that some of the rumors about the military being behind Trump 
over the last year or so in Florida were true? Yes. Wow. Really? I'm saying that. It was indicated by them. They actually did it. Here's another indication. So Biden maybe it's still to, to come. Well, excuse me a second. Maybe it's still to come. Maybe it's in the works. Maybe Donald I Trump, would, no? I would hope so. Do you think he could I actually so. form the republic now? If he's got the military? I, I would hope so, but I, I'm going to say one more thing that's going to be interesting. I would hope Trump's not the guy. Because? Because he abrogated his opportunity. So what will he do if he's the guy? Somebody's got to rise, like George Washington. Somebody has got to rise right. and, and do these things. And it can be done. Yeah. But we're not doing it. We're all just sitting back around the, around the pot-bellied stove saying, well, what can we do? Oh, what can we do? Everything's bad. On and on and on without doing anything. Plus, I think that uh, God love him. I think Trump took the the red, uh, you know, the blue pill on the vaccine thing too, which I'm very disappointed in. Yeah, I am. I yeah. am. Yes. So that's why I, you know, he could bring the country together. But I hope that when he does, if he does, that he remembers the Constitution. You know, people carried my book, Saving the Constitution, into him. Did they really? Did they? Yeah. My book, Saving the Constitution, been been on Capitol Hill. Yes. Hmm. My book's been in several governor's offices. I've sent it to several governor's offices. Well, yes. Richard, th this was a coup d'état. We know that, right? This whole yes. this whole election was a coup d'état. They stole it. Yep. Everybody knows yep. it. Everybody around the world knows it. Arizona yep. knows it. What happened to that? Yep. All of a sudden, that thing just fell apart. What happened to that? Yes, because we, the citizens, didn't demand it. Wow. If everybody knows it, but does anybody doing anything? Is anybody organizing anything? Is anybody organizing any militias to become to keep their freedom in their states? Is anybody doing anything actually, or are they just talking around the stove? <laughs> talking around. So well, you're kind of telling us we're going to get our just desserts unless we get our act together. That's right. And all you have to do is organize militias in your state, and the sheriffs of every state. And every county can do it if they just would. The mayors in the in the city could do it if they just would. The council of the city can do it. The legislature in every state can do it. Every state, 1820, means all of these areas, including a community. I mean, state's a big word in the, in 18, in the 1800s, early 1800s. We've changed it to mean 50 states, but we don't have 50 states. We have 50 states that are organized with geographical. We have 50 states that are called counties, organized geographical. We have, I don't know how many states we have that are that are city governments organized around a geographical area. I don't know how many communities that unite together could be called states that we have. All of them could be. That's what the word meant in 1828. So what was the definition of a state in 1828? It, it, the definition of a state in 1828 was any really any group of people, but it doesn't say it that way. Oh. I, I got the 1828 dictionary. I read out of it. I paraphrase it so we can understand it more easily. Well, okay, But that's what it says. Well, well, as Bill Clinton says, it all depends what the word is, is. You know? <laughs> what the word is meant what, the uh, word, what, is, it, what remember, is is what is remember is, what did yeah. he say remember that yep i remember oh that. my what god is, is. i can't That's believe right. he got away with that i said 
Yeah, and he did. What too. was it he about? Got away what, with a lot of stuff. What well, was it about his his uh, sexual relations, right, or something like that? And he goes, "Well, it all depends what is what 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 is is." Yep, that's right. And he, he got do, away with he it. He did any, he did everything he wanted and got away with it. <laughs> Jeez, unbelievable. Well, kiddo, we got to go. Well, it's really an honor to to have you here. It was great fun. Thank you. And uh, we learned well, a lot. I, didn't, I hope I didn't rile too many. Things. No, no, you no, you did fine. I you, just, you did let, me, let me mention one thing before we go. Sure. I do a podcast every week. Okay. It comes out every week on provisinstitute.com. Okay. All you have to do is go to the website. All right. And there's a podcast every week. And what, what time is that? And or do you do it live or people can go and download it or how do they do it? They, they, they go and watch it oh. on Rumble. On Rumble. Yes, they go and watch it on Rumble. But okay. you don't go to Rumble. It's very hard to find if you go on Rumble. Yeah. You can do it, but it's very hard. It's very simple. Go to my website, provisinstitute.com. And I think you have that written somewhere. Yeah, we'll put, it, we'll put it on the show page of, of the audio. Right. And then Provis you go there and then it'll say. And there's a button. There's a button in the top, right? Mm-hmm. It says podcast. You push the button. Well, your cursor pushes the button. And, that, and then right up, comes, up comes the opportunity to see all of them on Rumble. So you go there, you can see everything I talk about. And I talk about, like like I talk today, I talk about these kinds of things. Every subject anybody wants me to talk about, that's what I cover. And do you do, you do it live and then people can? No, I do it. I do it here at home and it's recorded. Okay. And then I send it up through, to, through a, up, people that help me to up, Rumble. Up yes. to Rumbles, yeah. And then you just talk about the Constitution for how long, an hour or so? An hour every day, every time it's an hour, some subject. We talked about the Tenth Amendment here three weeks ago, hmm. and they're all titled. You can see them. There are twenty-eight now on on there. Twenty-eight. Get yourself a real education on the real deal, right? Yep. All the information that I have talked about here is there, and more. Okay, and more. And I talk about this over and over and over, and you this know, over and over. And, and I over just had a thought, boy. Um, some homeschool mom homeschoolers should should do this, right? Yes, and in fact, I have a book for homeschooling that teaches them the Constitution. Oh, let me, let's see. Put that in the front of the camera. Let's look at that. Yes. Oh, a that little bit. Is, no, this way. the right place here. That boy. Keep going. Right? Yes. Oh, now move it back. Constitution, if you can keep it. A Constitution, it. if you can keep it. Ah. Yes. And that's for homeschoolers. A Constitution, yes. if you can keep it. And I have another one for economics. Yeah, I have two for homeschooling. Ah. But this is the Constitution. Has questions and answers. Everybody, all the students, written for the college, written for the high school student. It's in a, a three ring binder. You can see so that you can lay it flat. Good for you, boy. There's all more written more homeschoolers happening now with this whole vaccine thing, Richard. Yeah, and they don't have anything to teach them the Constitution no. in the whole homeschooling venue. They don't have. They it. don't have it. No, they don't have it, and we don't have it either. Hillsdale doesn't teach the Constitution. What do they teach? They teach the Constitution as defined by the Supreme Court and the political parties and the government. Oh, even Hillsdale. They do not teach yeah, the Constitution yeah. as it's written. And where do people get the Constitution, if you can keep it, book or from, from your website? Yes, it's right there on the website. Cool. And everything is the same. $20 a book. We pay all shipping. We pay all taxes. Oh, man. It's a straight out $20. 20 bucks. People have told me to charge more, but I don't. I don't. We just charge that. Mm. It's the best we can get away with. We pay all the all the problem, all the everything involved with it too. So anybody wants it, they can have it just for going there and asking for it. Provisinstitute.com. Yes, provisinstitute.com. 
Provost Institute is my institute, my school, but let's not talk about that. That's another issue. All right, sir. It's an honor to have you. Thanks for your work. You you keep up and keep getting those cool ties. We love them, and we'll we'll, we'll have, keep on doing it. We'll have you back. And I'd like, and I'd like to be on your on your show more often, Patrick. Well, yes. we'll do it. We we need to do this. And and when you know, I'm thinking we're going to secede from the union. When we get closer to that, we're going to have you back too and talk about how to do this. Whatever, whenever you want, I'm here. Thank you, sir. Have a good day, Richard. Thank you. May, may the blessings be. Bye bye, Richard Proctor, Provost Institute. Dot com. See, what do you think? See, I mean, you know, it's not too terrible. I mean, come on. It's a trip, huh? <laughs> I know. It's amazing. All right, kids, I will uh, see you soon. I'm going to take a little uh, lunch break, and then we'll see you in the morning. About uh, 10 o'clock, I'll be on the air. And uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but we're going to play around. And then Tom Luongo, I think he's on at noon. And uh, we're going to uh, learn a lot more about cryptos. Did you did you read about the crypto guy that invested $8,000 in some cryptocurrency? And when it was point zero 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 eight six cents. And a week later, he made $5 billion. I'm cereal. I'm gluten-free cereal. Cereal. And um, so I, I heard about this, and I went, I went on the web, and so I wanted to buy some because I, I, I see it was still going up. I thought, well, you know, hey, you know, why not? It's still going up. Um. And you couldn't even buy it uh, if you were a resident, if you lived in the United States. It was I don't know why that was, but you just couldn't do it. So, But anyway, I thought that was just kind of fun. But anyway, we're going to learn more about cryptos and what's going on in the world. I'm sure Tom Luongo will have more to say about, as Matthew Errett did, about this COP26 um, bunch of Looney Tunes in, in uh, Scotland for the next 10 days talking about this green thing and ladies and gentlemen of the jury this is about these people wanting to get 10 20 30 trillion dollars from you and me because that's all this is about there's no science behind man-made global warming it's all been made up since 2006 when al gore and his cronies came out with this whole thing it's a big lie the polar bears aren't dying the sea levels aren't rising uh, carbon doesn't cause the earth to warm. It just doesn't. Okay. I will see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. Really appreciate it. Let me know if I can help. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com Remember, all of our videos are up on BitChute. You can see the link on our front page of One Radio Network. BitChute. Also, you can sign up for uh, our Telegram, you see the little link there, Telegram. And we're still on Facebook, and we haven't been in Facebook jail for over two weeks now, so hey, we got a string going. But, you know, the way I am, and pretty feisty, no telling how long we'll last. But Telegram is a long-termer. Facebook, you know, Facebook will be like just like MySpace someday, and who knows. So I love you guys. Thank you. May the blessings be. Take care of yourself now. 
From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.